0: Hello, and welcome to episode 88 of Penny Red, and I've got the uh, chat with me today who's going to introduce his own show and, and use it for that also, so go ahead.
1: Hi, my name is Jason, and I'm from Rolling Intentions, uh, and today I'm speaking to uh, Daniel Hodges of Penny Red, also, um, I guess, the author of uh, two RPGs that I'm aware of, uh, Victoria uh, and uh, Faith. Was that the newest
0: one? Yep, that's the one. It's the one with the yellow cover and the menacing-looking chaps with guns. With a gun that's it. That's right. There's a girl on the back, too. Don't, don't feel left out, ladies. Um, quite, a, quite a 360,
1: actually. I, I'm kind of surprised when I, when I was reading over the uh, – uh, the book uh, or the PDF that you sent me uh, oh. b- between Victoria and Faith I was like okay well I guess you kind of changed the whole genre because it went from like you know the, the priest like way back in the, I guess 1800s or something like that oh. maybe even further uh, and right up to like you know gun slinging like <laughs> I, was, I was like wow yeah, that's quite yeah. different well,
0: that's, it's, I'm not well, I'm not really attached to any particular particular genre. I've, I've mentioned it a, a couple of times, but I'll I'll just quickly say it again. Like when I put together Victoria, it's definitely in the in the very traditional vein of uh, role playing games. But one of the motivations behind putting the game together was um, I was interested in writing. I thought I'd I'd like to try my hand at writing a role playing game. But part of the of producing um, podu- part of producing Victoria was to sort of get a an idea of of you know, where what I thought about role playing or at least and you know, what what my values were in 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 role playing and the things that I'd I'd learned over the years or the things that I'd come up against over the years. But I wasn't I'm not sort of necessarily married to that that genre or indeed to that uh, to that system. But um, so I sort of explored what I knew about role playing and obviously I was you know I was where aware of more sort of story-based games and so forth, Um, because in in actual fact, Game Faith, um, which I released in April last year, um, I ran that, before there was any, before I was even aware that such thing as story games existed, um, uh, I I was running that game. Um, I ran it for the first time in about 1994, I think, right after... um, Pulp Fiction came out, and about a year or a couple of years after after Reservoir Dogs, I was already sort of taken with that that idea of sort of a closed room, um, more sort of intense character back and forth uh, style role playing. So before I even knew there was there was such a thing, I um, I put Faith together. So it's been t- about twenty years in the making, wow. um, from from the first time I ran it to, to getting it into print. But yeah, I just uh, I thought to myself, well, why don't I try something different, and then maybe. S- the next game I've I've got coming up um is not that different from Faith, but it's it's a little different again. It's got some different different focuses. But um but but yeah, so what's been going on with you since uh, I think episode, Jason was on uh episode twenty seven with um Dave Banco and, and Matt Rose, episode twenty seven, which is called Red Sun. Um but that was a year and Year, almost a year and a half ago, I suppose. Yeah, it's, now, it I was mean.
1: actually like right after our first episode, I think, or second, or something like that. Of, of, right. Of rolling intentions, so it's kind of funny that uh, they're doing almost like a 360 back, right? That's <laughs> but- right. Yeah. So,
0: so, what um, so what have you got? What have you been up to in the meantime? I remember from from season one, you um, I think you came out the highest on on uh, with 100 points. To I'm mean, getting photo bombed by my dog or video bombed by my dog. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's Jasmine for anybody. Jasmine, what are talking about? That was my previous dog. That's uh, Sydney, or Cindy, uh, depending on how my daughter likes <laughs> to <back> so be today. <laughs> she's from the. Uh, she's a she's a rescue dog. She was from the dump. Um, mm. uh, so uh, what was I saying? Now, yes, rolling uh, rolling tensions second episode, and then uh, I met you there about uh, like I said about a year and a half ago, and you came out highest on the divide a hundred boys between system uh, players and, and, and GM, I think you came in like about 80% on, on system. So, so That's explain right. yourself, has anything changed in the interim or
1: explain yourself? Um, you know, I, uh, yes, uh, a lot has changed. Actually, uh, a lot of my viewpoints have changed uh, as regards for that. I was a bit of a, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I, back then I was sort of a, a, a bit of a zealot when it comes to, uh, uh, role-playing story games. Um, so yeah, it's, things have changed, you know, um, so I think system still kind of, um, means a lot. Um, yep. I, like, especially, uh, a lot of games that, uh, uh, that use the system as part of their story. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever you, it's fun now, you know, like whatever you want to do. It's okay. You're mean, all out. You're yeah. All out. Yep. Yeah. I'll know. Uh, you know, just, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> what to Everybody,
0: Jason King says it's okay. So you go ahead and do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, do today. That, that, uh, that may be, the, those restrictions may be put in place again at some time in the future. But for right now, you can <laughs> you can go ahead and do whatever you uh, whatever you want to do. So yeah. I seem to recall at the time you guys were digging into Marvel. Um, are you still like are you, are you hanging on to that? Were you disappointed when the line was cancelled? Did you feel like it had run its course? Did it did it have as much in it for you as you had hoped? Honestly, to say the truth, um. We've played, like, probably four games of it. Uh, and, and,
1: okay, generally speaking, that's how I do things anyways. I, I usually play a game. Um, even if I do like it, I'll have, like, a session of, like, I don't know, a game of, like, four or five sessions. It will switch games. I don't, I don't know. That's just the way I am. Uh, but uh, with Marvel, um, I have the books. I might never go back to it. I never got into it. And I like superheroes. Just right. You know, I played um, – uh, Pladium's um, what was it uh, uh, Heroes Unlimited? Right. right? Yep. Uh, and I played the um, uh, the ninjas and super spies. I think I was also Pladium, but it was sort of superheroish. Uh mm-hmm. then there was the Hero system which was just gigantic. It like took like an hour just to make a character, like a couple hours to make a character because it was so diverse, right? Oh, yep, yep. Um and uh, oh god, there's a couple others. I think Marvel Marvel superheroes had one like back in the 90s that had like action points and stuff. Um. Yeah, and um, so like, I've tried a lot of these uh, uh, role-playing systems, and uh, not one of them captured me to the point where I'm like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." But
0: uh, I don't know. So, so what other games you've been into in the last in the last year and a half? Because, like you say, I'm very aware that you're a. You're a uh, scholar of, of role-playing games. You like to, to get into as many different ones as possible and, and see what they've got, um, what they've got to offer. So, what have, you, what have you been into in the last, like, say, year and a half? Um, hmm. I've actually a um, couple of systems that I've been enjoying, uh, and then
1: I've, I've been playing like a bunch of different ones. But the ones that I've, uh, I, I want to kind of highlight, uh, Torchbearer uh, was one. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, holy shit, hard, but it was awesome. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, Dungeon World. I've been playing, still been playing Dungeon World. Uh, Mystic Imperium by uh, Level Ninety Nine Games. Right. I still play that game. Um, so there's a couple that I still kind of take out and, and play. Uh, Monster Hearts is another big one. Uh, right. I find a lot of players for that one. And um, right. Yeah. So there's a couple. Uh, I've dipped around a lot to a lot of different systems. Uh, one of the most recent ones were uh, the uh, was was becoming, uh, but. Brian Engard, which was a one of the new newer ones that I have uh, tried out. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're, 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 we're dipping into everything because yeah. why not, right? Yeah. Are you still <laughs> playing with Matt and Dave? Um, yes and no. Um, Matt is getting ready to move. Uh, right. So he won't be around. Uh, Dave, he's always busy. So uh, for the most part, um, I have like, no perfect... Uh, I I guess I don't even have, like, a uh, a cast to search. Uh, right, sure. Other than me. Right, right but,
0: I mean, you're, you're quite... Uh, you're very... And along with being sort of a scholar of the game, you put a lot of effort into organizing games in and around uh, St. John's and Newfoundland, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in general, like, uh, we've got this, uh, like, a community going on here that we kind of do advanced stuff, too, right? Sure. Uh, outside of uh, role-playing and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's nice. It's nice to to you know keep in touch with all the other nerds, especially locals.
0: <laughs> That's right. But um, yeah, what have you found for somebody who maybe wants to um, uh, for somebody who maybe wants to get into sort of organising a group in their uh, local area? Local area. I'm always interested in. F- talking to people who have experienced that sort of thing. Like what sort of things have you found to be effective and what's not effective? What's the most important way? What's the easiest way to communicate? How have you sort of tried to increase uh, numbers? Um, and what sort of things do you do to keep people coming back? Uh, that's
1: an interesting question. Uh, actually, when it first started, I, I, it was a post on a uh, Kijiji uh, wondering if people want to play Mouse Guard. Uh, <laughs> that's basically how it all started right. uh, what I ended up doing was because I didn't want people that I didn't know to come to my house I said hey let's go <laughs> meet downtown <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we would just go downtown to like the coffee shop and I would like right. host, like have it every once, uh, once every two weeks and whatever. And I'll say, right. you know, we'll see if you're, you know, you make the cut or you're just a creep
0: yeah, yeah, see if you're, yeah, uh, if you're right. a serial killer or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> so, and was the, did
0: you have to? Did you approach the coffee shop owner ahead of time and say, look, I'm going to have some few friends over here. What night of the week is going to be uh, generally pretty slow for you and maybe you'd like a little extra custom or do you just roll up and meet some people and start doing it or? uh well sort of no
1: yes um what we what we did was at first we didn't think anybody was like i, didn't, I had no idea i was making a group right, <laughs> the, right it, sure. it was just yeah, spontaneous right, it. right? so yeah. it was until like people started showing up and there was like 20 of us i was like okay all right see what we can do <laughs> we ended up moving it to a bar actually because right. why not right yeah sure yeah, yeah so we got a back room of one of the bars here now um and uh we Every second Thursday we do stuff. Now we do stuff on every Tuesday as well. So uh it's I guess it's just gotta keep keep it interesting, right? Like uh, people get really bored if you don't um you know, try to promote it and you know, there's one guy who has like like three hundred board games, uh and he brings different ones that he gets off Kickstarter almost every time. So that's almost like an incentive to go to see a new game.
0: Right. That's right. Yeah, that's good. They're keeping it, keeping it fresh. And, and you find that the, because uh, two episodes ago, I was speaking with uh, Bill Heron, who runs a um, a role-playing group in Edinburgh in Scotland. And he was saying like, there are a number of pubs that are actually pretty, uh, pretty welcoming to the And I suppose that it helps if you buy some drinks and so forth. So top tip, I would say, is if you want to keep those, those places sweet, make sure that people aren't bringing their own chips and drinks and stuff and, uh, right. you know, make sure they're... Uh, Buying the odd thing here and there just to make it worth the the publican's the publican's while. But <clears throat> how many would you say that you have coming regularly to those groups? Um, it it really counts. Um,
1: I don't know what it is about uh, uh, nerds and uh, not wanting to go out and socialize with people, <laughs> but yeah, right. I think that's just in our genes. But yeah, right. um, we uh, we sometimes we get um, uh, eight and nine, and sometimes we get fewer. Uh, but right. eight, eight, I would say, would probably be the the right, average.
0: Right, it's, a good, it's a good, healthy yeah.
1: number, sure. Yeah, it's... Yeah, like our events probably have about 40 or 50 people when we hold them, because they're only like once or twice a year thingy. Sure. Um, but yeah. uh, every week thing... And and the bonus is, too, like we have a pizza place that's directly connected to it that's owned by the same person.
0: Oh, okay, right. So, right, right. <laughs> so they're like pizza and beer, right? So, right, so, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like an ideal, ideal combination. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. So you... Have um, Do you have a board somewhere that people can go to and have a look at? or?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got um, – if you want to go to like our Facebook group or website or whatever, right. um, it's uh, the Facebook group is called uh, St. John's Tabletop Community or you right. just go to sjtabletop.com, I think that's right. Right. um And uh, you can just go to see – our community stuff. If you're a local in St. John's Newfoundland, Canada. Uh (laughs) uh otherwise, well uh come visit. (laughs) That's right, yeah.
0: Well I mean there may be people that are going there on holiday and stuff. So if they're you know like if they want to to take a look at the local role playing action so to speak um, that's certainly uh, one way you can get, and that's certainly, that's what I did when I went to Newfoundland. I, I got in touch with Jason via the uh, the board. I wanted to get some, some guests from in, uh, in Canada on the show, and, and I was fortunate enough to, to be hosted at Jason's house, even though I'd not met him. <laughs> very brave. <laughs> very, very brave. Um, so just bringing up um, Kickstarter there, that's something that certainly existed last time we spoke, but is um, much more on the radar, I think, of people associated with uh, with role playing and uh, with sort of getting your games um, out there. Uh, have you had? How have your experiences with uh, with Kickstarter been? What do you think about it? Is it good for the hobby? Bad for the hobby? You know, what what are the pros and cons as far as you're concerned?
1: I think it's it's great for a lot of things, uh, not just role playing games, but I mean sure. movies and such too, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a way that people can get their material out without uh, you know, and also. Advertise it. I mean, that's one thing Kickstarter does very well is, you know, you're supposed to bring everybody to your site and such, right? Yes. But in the same sense, too, you're also advertising because people are sharing it and, you know, people that are a fan of your works, they can really have a hub that everybody can sort of come to, right? Yes, so I think it's actually extremely good, um, and you see a lot of stuff that doesn't hit the publishing because I'll tell you the truth that uh, – um, maybe I'm insulting a lot of publishers, but honestly, publishers don't really know shit about uh, role-playing games. A lot of them no. don't, right? Yep. Um, and I used to work at a book publisher, so that's that's why I say that, right? Well. Um, but, um, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like people uh, take it and say how much money can I make off it rather than saying here's something I really love and this is what I want to share to everybody else,
0: mm, Yeah, right, absolutely. which is
1: what Kickstarter is all about, right? Right, sure. So that's why, I'm, that's why I say that. Not not to say that
0: publishing the shims, but, you know. No, no, I understand it's, what you mean. It's, you need very yeah. There's, there's definitely – I think because um, role-playing is – or is role-playing books are fairly – still fairly niche – I think that that's a great way to to help get your book into maybe not to get your book into print. Because I've said all along, it's it's not a large financial outlay to actually get your book into get your book into print. Um, once upon a time, you had to be prepared to you know risk like fifty thousand dollars to get an offset printer or whatever to print however many copies of your book. But now, um, if you've got a thousand dollars, you'll get changed probably depending on on the size of your your book when you uh, when you go to publish something. So it's not really a large um, financial uh, investment um, there's a lot of third parties that, uh, that print books and whatnot too so it's yes, yeah, yeah. Just well, the, the digital it's printing awesome. make, makes things a lot better so totally. um, so yeah that, but one of the I think one of the difference I'm thinking specifically here about um, Zach Braff's um, uh, Kickstarter I want to I know people have discussed it a lot but just your own personal opinions on that because you'd mentioned uh, films but um, I, I, one of the differences I see between uh, role-playing books and films in terms of um, using, using Kickstarter is that I, I can't say for sure because I've not done a Kickstarter, but I would imagine that a fairly high percent of the total copies that you ship or sell are associated with that initial Kickstarter, so, like, let's just say, for example, um, we're talking about Game X. Um, somebody writes it and has a Kickstarter for it, and then they get, you know, say, 300 backers, let's just say, for example, at the book, at the book level. And then the people print the books and they send them off and they send 300 books there. The to- On the total lifetime of that game, I would say that the majority of those games um, probably don't sell um, a whole lot Like, they may sell more games, but as a percent, like, do they sell, like, a quarter or a half of the total games they ever sell um, in Kickstarter? Because somebody who's interested in it or interested in that idea is probably going to be aware of that Kickstarter and is going to back that Kickstarter. So let's just say, for example, I take, let's say, um, I don't know what Jason's feelings about this, um, Jason Morningstar's feelings are about that Kickstarter exactly, but let's just say Jason Morningstar decides to do a Kickstarter. Okay. Now, his game has fairly broad appeal, um, Fiasco. I'm talking specifically about here, although all of his, his games are very good. Um, yes, yes. Fiasco is a very sort of very broad appeal. So, um, if he was, if we were to wind back time, but still keep in mind how popular the game is. Let's say he did a Kickstarter for for Fiasco, then he sells, you know, uh, he sells 2, 000, he gets two thousand backers. Let's just say, for example, okay. I mean he would probably get way more than that, but let's just say he gets two thousand backers for it, um, <clears throat> and then he goes ahead and sells those books. He's probably going to sell maybe 10 times that number in total, right? Just round numbers here. I, I have no idea what his exact numbers are. But so we're talking about 10%. But if you take a game that's much more niche, say for example, um, I'll just say, let's just say Game X, um, by a sort of fairly niche um, writer who has a strong following. But it's not as it's not sort of as widely um, consumable if you like um, as say fiasco is for, for general for the general public um, then they may sell if they sell 2,000 units that may be 80% percent of the books they'll ever sell on on the Kickstarter right um, mm-hmm. so what, so what I'm coming around to is um, most of the money that that book gets will be associated with the Kickstarter But now bringing it round to films, say, for example, Zach Braff's films, um, you back the film, he makes the film, but there's no, like, any money that it makes goes into Zach Braff's back pocket. And so the conversion of money from Kickstarter to actual product versus the total money that the product makes would be far greater for that, that film. And I wonder... If that's really, um, yeah, I wonder if that's okay. Is it okay for somebody to take a whole bunch of money to make something um, and then pocket, pocket all of the profit for it?
1: Uh, well, I mean, that's why they have stretch goals. Generally, uh, when they have uh, you know a certain amount of money that comes out, they kind of say, "Well, here's what we're going to do if we can meet the stretch goal." Um, and honestly, films are expensive generally. Uh, not not yeah. all the time. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, *Transcendental* or *Galactica* or whatever, but uh, uh, they said that they did like season one, which it was it, it was all green screen, like with a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. And a bunch of favors, and that's but that's how he made the video, right? Yeah. So I mean, yes, it can be. It it, it really counts on 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 how at what extreme you're doing, right? Yeah. Uh But the pocket all the money. So what you're trying to say is like, like have a, a large amount of sum of money come in, um, and um, if he only spends like if somebody only spends probably like thirty or forty percent of it, and then pockets the rest. If that's if that's no, okay. I, I'm, I'm
0: thinking more along the lines of a whole bunch of money comes uh, in. Yeah. They make the they make the film, and right. then. And then, so the, 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 making the film has cost them nothing, and then the money comes in for people from for people going to the film. So oh, the point yeah. between that and a, a book and like a role playing book is book X is made. Um, the money that comes in for the Kickstarter goes from making the books yeah. and sending them out. There might be a bit left over, but yeah. but that's it. Then any books that are made after that obviously profits the the writer, which is right. which I don't have a problem with at all, no. but the proportion of money that comes in at the time of the Kickstarter, which is used for the purposes of producing the books and actually sending the product to people, as opposed to say, for example, Zach Braff's film where um, the money comes in to make the film and then people have to buy the ticket subsequently.
1: Oh yeah. I see what you know what you mean. I
0: mean? Right? You don't actually yeah. get anything for it. Like the film gets made, then you get the opportunity to spend money on going to the film whereas for most of the kickstarters for role-playing you pay the money and you get the thing and the thing gets made
1: yeah yeah okay i get you i see what you're saying there uh so um well the way the way i see it is like this um for the most part when you when you pay money to like for something like kickstarter uh you're almost like entering a a partnership sort of yeah uh you're paying an investment in order to get a product out that you're hoping that's going to be your standards, right? Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. Right? So, I mean, technically, if you spend money for it and then you're paying money again to go see it in, in like, film, uh, unless, like, the cost of – unless you're, like, paying for the cost of the venue or cost of the yep. materials used or whatever, I totally yep. get that. But if you're basically – basically a partnership
0: yeah. uh, and painted again. I think that's a little shady, but yeah. yeah. Cause I know that with Veronica Mars, like part of your, part of your back at you a know, high level, you get the DVD for it and so forth. I don't know. I didn't really look that carefully at Zach Braffs and Zach, if you're listening, I'm not having a go at you specifically. If you want to come on the show and, and talk about that, then I'm, then I'm okay with it. But, um, but I think that with Veronica Mars, I think there was the opportunity to get a DVD as well. Somewhere, somewhere in that, mm-hmm. um, and I, yeah, I'm I'm a bit conflicted. I'm a bit conflicted about it. I see it has different, it has different value for role playing. Um, but at the same time, I feel like uh, kick, part of Kickstarter is getting, you know, getting something, getting something for your money, not yeah. uh, getting somebody else something uh, for your money. If you, if you see what I mean, like in the example yeah. as I say, is the, is the film we have to pay again to go and see it.
1: Well, a lot of people that use Kickstarter use Creative Commons uh, for their licensing, too, right? Right. So that lets you kind of, like, remix stuff, like, it basically based on what level of CC they're using. But, uh, right. like, there's a lot of open-ended stuff that, that people put out. And a lot of people um, that use Kickstarter, I don't know if you know, like, Gen- Dead Gentleman's Club or Zombie Orpheus, whatever they're called right, now. Right, right. Uh, I mean, they allow you to take their materials and basically do whatever you want with them. Mm. Uh so I mean that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, right, because uh, that's how I feel. Like if you if you're paying money to to invest into a a, a product, then you should yes. you know have the rights to be able to kind of mess around with it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, because um, otherwise, I mean, the, the way that the traditional movies work is, you come up with the money on your own. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you try and put it out on the big screens, and then see if you could get their money back, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus getting your money up front and then yeah. you know, making your film,
0: making film, and then getting the money on the back end as well. Exactly, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I a, think, mix, it's I mean, a mix. It's mix mean, of all it makes sense If you can get people to do it. Oh yeah, of, so of course. course. Support support this, and and, and it'll uh, so that it gets made. Morally, um, it's questionable. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, exactly. Again, there's no, there's no um, way to to be sure one way or the other whether that's gonna whether it's actually going to work out or not, right? But totally. But uh, so, have you have you uh, how many things have you backed? Like a lot of things, or a few things, or? I used to back a lot more, um being a student right now, it's kind of difficult
1: to dish out every time, like when I was when I had a full time job all the time, yeah, okay, I was backing almost every single week yeah, <laughs> or right. so right, so you know a hundred backings or so um right, well yep uh, yeah uh but uh yeah, but no i i I love Kickstarter uh for the principle of what it is, and for role playing games especially, I think it's a great hub of yes, yeah. ideas,
0: yep yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in favour. of it. I just, I just see that there are some. To me, at least, it seems like there are some. Um, there are still some things to work out about what it, what that model actually, what that model actually means, and and how I feel about certain certain uses of it. But I mean, I'm not the final arbiter of any of that stuff. So <clears throat> it's not. Uh, nobody cares what I think. That's what I'm basically trying to say. Um, <laughs> so um let's have a go at a couple of these season two questions here and see what sure. uh see where it comes. so if you could role play with four people living or dead who would it be and why and you can't choose deceased family members or or game designers um not even gary gygax or people that you play with now so you feel like compelled to Holy say crap. that the best people you've role with so if you could play with four people who, who would it be um
1: why? wow uh that's <laughs> four people okay um uh, you know, I, I, they, they seem like an interesting um, group of uh, people. Uh, uh, but um,
0: probably the uh, the people from uh, the
1: Dead. Have, you have to
0: choose one at a time. You have to choose all four. Oh, of you. You, can, but you can pick and choose. Pick and choose. You can just have uh, a single. You can have four four individual people just to uh, to bring together to play. Oh man, that's impossible. I have no idea. Um, four
1: people and the can't be game designers. Um, nope. Okay. alrighty. Uh, can't be friends. Well, you know what? I, I can't answer that question. Uh, and it's not because I don't. I can't think of four people. I just can't think of uh, uh, which to choose from. <laughs> so uh,
0: – You can choose anybody. Anybody, anybody. at all. Oh, all right. Um Hmm. Stephen Fry has been very popular with uh, with with people that I've uh, that I've asked this question with uh, before. I think they fancy the idea of his sort of not only his acting ability, but the fact that he's smart and 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 funny. Might make an interesting addition to a to role playing table. There are a few other people that kept crop up from time. See to that time.
1: would bo- see that would bother me. Fry <laughs> would bother me. Why actually. would Stephen
0: Fry bother you? You don't. You, <laughs> don't want, you think he's going to be sitting there going, well, Jason. You do. do know that you're too pretentious. I would. I would. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to get a
1: couple words out with him having something to say. about it. So, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know, right? Um,
0: I okay. Um, if celebrities, all right. Um, well, it doesn't have to be celebrities. I mean, some people have, have chosen people that they played with in the past. That's the why that I'm most interested in. Oh, the why? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I like.
1: I'm pretty diverse with the with. The, with the way i i play but i mean um i would say uh my i don't really like my old group so much honestly
0: oh god that's not good <laughs> but, <laughs> to role play with you rather than, uh, rather than as human beings you right. know where you
1: live of course of course <laughs> oh god all right but uh yeah um I don't know. I I think Vin Diesel would be interesting actually. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the one uh, the one in the, like he just seems like an individual who uh, is sort of geeky, but he hides yeah. it underneath, you know, all he's... the cars that he drives and all the oh, movies yeah, that he. Yeah. Um, so he's he's interesting.
0: Uh, and he gets role playing, of course. So that's you know.
1: Yeah. Right. I, I don't know what what lengths, um, but uh, people kind of make fun of him over it, and I don't know like. I don't know what how he how like how he handles that kind of flack because I mean I, I was like he goes into like a couple of uh, the uh, geek uh, role playing like online interviews and stuff like I've seen a couple of them oh, yeah, and yeah. they ask him some like odd question I think one guy didn't really know anything about Dungeons and Dragons and uh, he uh, he was like he said something about like if you were a level six fighter. And Vinicius was like, okay. Uh, and uh, what would you do if you came up against an orc? And he's like, I'm, I'm level six fighter. I, I'll just <laughs> kill him. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> just
0: like, right? So you can totally tell. Like, are, he you, under- are you a dungeon or a dragon when you play? I, I see more as a dragon than as a dungeon. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? So it's so trying like, to like I know what they're talking about with absolutely no idea at all, yeah. Um, <laughs> so and funny. apparently he goes to conventions and stuff as well. I was talking with... Um the chap that I'm not sure of many conventions you've been to, but the the chap that from um from Crazy Igor's um, games who I'm really sorry right now, I'm I'm totally drawing a blank on uh on your on your name here. I, f- I feel terrible. Um I hope you're not listening. Well, know I hope you're listening. Well, you really listen. But uh but anyway, so uh and he was he was with one of the the, the groups there. Um and he, I can't remember. Think of him as anything other than Igor. He used to be orders at Igor, um, but uh, we ha- he was saying that you know, like Vin Diesel, like he's seen. Uh, Vin Diesel went to one of his. Um, Vin Diesel went to one of his. Was at one of the conventions, and while he was, while he went to the bathroom, he went to the. Um, uh, Vin Diesel came in, so he was uh, he was sad about that. But I think that I think that um, there's definitely. I think he's definitely sort of like still into it and uh, still into it and, and out there. But um, yeah, I guess it, it may, it will be challenging, I suppose, for the um, challenging for him to be there because people know that he's, um, people know that he's into role-playing and, and celebrities. Know. It's hard to like get over <laughs> well, that. Well, yeah, right? that's, the, that's, that's the thing, right? Like it's, um, you know, there's, it adds an extra layer and you, know, you kind of want to just enjoy your, your, your hobby. But you know, you I think, in um, a regular celebrity, perhaps is just a, it's just a celebrity. Right. But with somebody like Vin Diesel, who is, um, who is, you know, sort of out in front, if you like, as being somebody who enjoys role-playing, you know, it's kind of a one of us situation, right? Like whether that breaks down a, break, breaks down a barrier and people expect, um, expect more from him. Jeffrey Meyer is the name of the, of the fellow too. While I think about it, okay. but, um, but yeah, so he was he was telling that story. I think he's episode 82. I think it's episode 82.
1: Um, <clears throat> I want to see. I want to see Vin Diesel sit down with me and have a game of Monster Hearts.
0: You to yeah, right. yeah, have, have <laughs> see. Do you see how he we can does handle that. that. And then he does, uh, do you think he plays games like that, or do you think he's? Like, oh, oh no,
1: I don't. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. uh, it'll be fun to see.
0: <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel. Okay. What else? Who else?
1: Um, and probably, you know, I the only thing I can think about right now, uh, for the most part, is people like in. Um, that I know that are also doing uh, podcasts and such too, like the guys from the Walking Eye, right? Uh, and well, the guys and and gals, right? Um, that's
0: right. Yeah, Gene uh, Dixon is episode seventeen. People that's want right. to uh, hear somebody from uh, Walking Eye. <clears throat>
1: yep. Yeah. Um, and as well as um, I. I see i can't can't say it because they're now game designers so i can't really use them but you know what i say more. like daniel solace and stuff like that right
0: yeah yeah um, uh, daniel solace's episode 70 um i think yeah I, I can't remember which episode he is but he um i think it's called a ship the ship of ship of confused giraffes is his is his episode <laughs> so if you want to hear people uh, jason um if you want to hear daniel Solis talking about stuff then uh then you can yeah. hear them on, I think, episode 70, 77 or something like that.
1: I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's about having fun, right? And, and it seems like sure. people know how to have fun with the games, yep. right? And, and yep. yeah, and that's, that's I think that's where it all lies with me, right? Just like, you know, you, yeah, okay, you know, you can play a very serious game and still have a lot of fun. You can also play, like, a very humorous game and still have a chuckle and have a lot of fun, too. So it's yep. – I think both of these uh, uh, groups, uh, well, Danny Solis and uh, I guess um, – there's there's a couple others I think that's that's around that area. Uh, I mean, they all seem to be in the same sort of yep. uh, mind frame when it comes to these games, right?
0: Right. Yep. So, yep for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, so yeah. So with your um, so well, let's get back to your rolling intentions here for a for a second. Can you describe the show and what you guys do? Because I know you guys do some actual play, and I I've never sort of entertained the notion of doing an, an actual play. I'm not sure how that you would should. how that would work. How how you guys finding me awesome. at, at do you, what sort of comments do your uh, do your does your audience or feedback does your audience give, and what are the challenges of doing of doing actual play, and how do you edit it, or if you edit it at all, that sort of thing? Uh, well, yes, uh, every. And where can people try to find Rolling Intentions? Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to www.rollingintentions.com or you can see right. us on YouTube. Uh, just type in Rolling Intentions, and you'll see you'll be flooded with the vast bunch of like. Posts because we just got Rolly Intentions in every single post. So just type in Rolly Intentions, you'll find us. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. And um, so that's that's for the first couple episodes, you're going to hear a lot of crap uh, with audio and whatnot. But yeah, um, it started off audio. We started going into video uh, right after uh, Jason Pitt's Spark uh, RPG came out. Right. Uh, we did sort of like a uh kickstarter promo for them so we're like hey everybody you know uh so we did that was one of our first video ones that we started doing and we're just like hell we'll just do them all right, right, right. um so yeah uh it's uh kind of comments and feedbacks um well when we didn't have video we had people complaining that there's no video <laughs> so, no, right. uh, so that's one of the comments we ended up doing um uh, we get a lot of uh Comments on the mouse guard stuff. Um, right, that's probably the most popular of the the games that we played, or something, because uh, it seems like for everybody go, goes and watches. And
0: uh, um, so what sort of preparation do you do? Do you do ahead of time? Like, do you? Um, is it stream of con- Is it? Uh, do you try to do sort of stream of consciousness type stuff to help people get familiar with the the rules? Like, what what are people going to find when they get there? Are they going to see a whole bunch of um, people sitting around eating chips and and drinks and, and laugh or do you guys try and stay really focused when you're doing it or like what, what are people going to find when they go there and what are the challenges what are the differences between uh quote-unquote actual play and actual play
1: sure okay all right um we we view it as being in the entertainment business right we like we actually view it as this is something that we're putting on it on the internet to entertain people uh it is a hobby but it's also something that has to be somewhat Organized, right? Yep, yep. So uh, we've tried all sorts of things. We tried like uh, at very at the first episode, couple episodes, you're gonna hear us eating, cause yep. <laughs> cause we didn't know any different. Uh, right. And then later on, you'll, we we try to change the gummies.
0: Right, it right. <laughs> it didn't work either. So we had a <laughs> trial and error, right? Eat <laughs> gummies on air. No, no crisps or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. mm. So we're like, all right, we got this, right?
1: So then yeah, we had tea. Yeah. Now we, we got rid of tea because then we're going to be everybody slurping. So let's just like <laughs> – wow right so it just gets it, it just progressively got to the point where it's just like okay no food uh <laughs> go in a quiet room you know um and and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't uh lots of editing holy shit um basically every episode i go through it almost with a fine tooth comb trying to get out everything and a lot of times i can't cuz yeah, it's yeah. just too much stuff and video is a lot harder to edit than audio so
0: it is, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. That's, uh I, I haven't um have entertained the the notion of the of editing any of the the podcast episodes, but we don't really run into the same sort of the same sort of uh, problems. Um, yeah, some of the tangents and sort of,
1: stuff too. Like, does people just go off tangents? Like, yeah, sure. like, like nothing. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that, and that's well, that's the thing, right? That's what I mean by the sort of difference between actual, quote unquote, actual play and then actual play, because I know that for my group, um, we probably spend two thirds of the time in character and in game and about one third of the time um out of out of character altogether and then the two thirds of the time that we're in game then we get a lot of sort of in game tangents as well right like making fun of people's making fun of npcs and and making fun of each other as well right so mm-hmm. actual time that we spend like seriously plowing through um the the story is probably about about half of the time, so I don't know if that would be amusing for anybody else to, to watch or listen to, because there's a lot of in-jokes, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, stuff that we find hilarious, but that's only because it's a riff on a, on a joke that we've had plenty of times before, right? So.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the Cast do the same thing. I mean, if you ever listen to uh, their episodes of Actual Play, they right. have a lot of in-jokes, and... It's only unless you listen to episode 12 you'll understand what the joke is in episode 115, right? It's well, yes, just <laughs> yes, yes, yes. one of those things, right? Uh, but other than the, the actual play, we also do kind of like a couple interviews with the game designers. I mean we stole the format for uh, for The Walking Eye, right? That's that's yep. pretty much what we did. And they told us basically to do it in a couple of interviews that I listened to. Um, so, yes, basically what we do is just uh, we do some actual plays. We do a review. Um, of the system we try to give you like a lowdown of how to play the game like in a brief summary yep, right. um, and then we tell you what, what we thought about it and then we try to get an interview with the person who made the game because uh, who else knows their game better than the person who designed it right. um, because I'm sure they has been through a lot of crap to get the game out because yeah, yeah, you could yeah. never go through like if you're every time you make a product it's just Here's all the crap we had to go through. Here's all the problems, you know, right, shipping right. and everything else. So
0: sure. it's interesting to hear it all. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what have people got to look forward to on Rolling Intention? What's coming up? Uh, uh, we
1: just did. Uh, uh, we just did the recordings for uh, uh, Apocalypse World. Right. And um, uh, <laughs> I'm going through editing right now, and I was so tired first episode. So. Right. Uh, who knows how that's going to turn out. I have no idea myself. Um we got a couple of more just kind of like us chatting about random garbage. Uh usually UC- yep. D D hate, so get get ready for that. Uh <laughs> 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 um and um yeah, uh that's that's about it. We've got um a couple of games. I think we're trying to get the fate core system in.
0: Right. Sure. Um, yeah, well uh, for those that are um for those that are into apocalypse world, um or, uh, who are listening to this via uh, Rolling Intentions? Um, Vincent Baker is a friend of, of Penny Red, um, and you can hear him um, on a number of episodes talking about um, how he got started in uh, role playing design and uh, talking about. Uh, various things he's got going on and, and bits and pieces here and there. So if you go if you go to the back catalogue and, and, and search up Vincent Baker, then I think he I think his first episode is maybe here I'll, I'll check right now. I think his first episode is episode thirty seven. I think is Vincent Baker or maybe that's Ryan Ryan Macklin. But yeah, so if you if you do a if you do a search so you'll find you'll find um you'll find Vincent um actually I think he might actually be right around the same time as you. Yeah, just like J D Salinger. Sorry, episode twenty six is his first is the first episode um, that uh, that Vincent did, talking about uh, that sort of stuff. But he's been back a couple of times, uh, three or four times actually, subsequently. So if you want to um, hear some more stuff from from Vincent Baker, you can start at episode uh, 26 there, which is the episode just before yours, Jason, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you can hear him a number of other times uh, in there as well. So um, so do you say your apocalypse world didn't go well, or did go well, or you just missed the <laughs> editing that's a problem rather than the plane? Um, no, no,
1: it's it's whatever. I mean, it went well. Um, we uh, like like I said, we don't have really have a cast. We, well, we sort of do, right? We've got like the three or four pers- people that come on pretty frequently, but the, we always got a guest star. Right? Like, I you have no idea. Like ever since the beginning of this, I've been trying to get like an actual working cast.
0: Yes, right. Never
1: happens, right? It's just yeah. like, okay, guys, uh, next week. Um, who wants to play? And right. you know, have like whoever wants, to, whoever's free that time. And like we'll just do it then, right?
0: So right. that's probably good in a way, though. You know, you, if you've got the same the same group, then then you know, then each. I mean, the episode won't sound samey, so to speak. But you know, you you with that extra element in there. Yeah, sure. Probably. It, it, it may be added or something. I, I don't know. I'm uh, probably know what that does for you as an editor, but um, I imagine <laughs> that one of the real challenges would be getting, you know, trying to get everybody's not talking over each other and, and, and stuff like that.
1: Well, yeah, there's etiquette involved, right? Um, mm. And obviously I, I fail at that, but um, the etiquette itself is, uh, is something you kind of got to learn by doing, right? Yeah. So, right. um, it's it's interesting having new people on, right? Because they're kind of shy too. Uh, right. Sure. But you know, once you get uh, half hours into the game, they're you know probably understanding how things are going. And right. Yeah. They'll catch on pretty quickly, right? So. Yeah.
0: People yeah. tend to forget to forget the cameras on that sort of thing. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. So, um, what uh, have you been to any cons recently, or um, have you organised any? in um, – In St. John's, eh? Yeah, uh, a crappy thing about living on an
1: island in the middle of, like, pretty much nowhere is uh, there's not a lot going on around here. Um, There is, like, the one convention here. Um, I'm trying to get off the island to go to uh, probably Gen Con or something. I've been invited to go to Gen Con, like, four times, and every time I'm like, ah, it'd be wonderful, but it's a long way, and, you know, it's a lot of money to to dish out, right? Yeah, it is,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: so... um, yeah, there's we had a, a uh, we have a thing yearly here called Sci-Fi and Rock, which is coming up again in April, right? Or or maybe not April, maybe I think it's May, but I think it's April actually. Yeah, it is. And uh, sorry, and uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I will
1: not
0: be to get out. I'm having my own conversation you here. with
1: yourself then? <laughs> <laughs> Just put the camera on me. <laughs> All right, and uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we. Um, uh, we had uh, uh, our own table for the for the group, um, which I promoted both the the group, the community, and as well as the um, the rolling intentions. Uh, of course, everybody looked at rolling intentions, going, "What the hell is that?" I have no idea, right. uh, but they knew kind of knew about the group already. Uh, it right. have been around for a little bit, and um, so uh, yeah, um, it was really interesting because we ended up uh, playing Lady Blackbird in the middle of the. Uh, uh, the, the, we, had, we took a table in the middle of one of the convention centers where all the, 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 the geek groups were hanging around with, and, right, such. Right, right. and we just we had uh, pe- uh, people from uh, the locals uh nerd groups i guess uh there was one called it used to be called goodwill gaming but it's called sandbox gaming now due to some kind of issue um we had a couple people <laughs> I, I don't know it, it was some some kind of like weird legal thing they almost got sued for so they had to change their name really? yeah uh, totally hmm. goodwill something like tried to sue them it was awesome uh and, they, and they're a charity by the way and they cha- give they give uh charity to the the janeway which is like a uh uh, like a hospital for sick children. But
0: yeah, yeah. anyways, <laughs> right. yeah, so those, those are exactly the people you want to go after, right? Like... <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> oh. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we got two pe- people from that group and then we got a, a, one of the other guys who podcasts and he had never even heard of what a role playing game was. Uh, he does video game podcasts and he was there. Right. So we've got him come over too. Uh, and we play lady blackbird. um, and it went over well. Uh, even the guy who had no idea what role playing games was kind of like. Uh, got right into it. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so I think Lady Blackbird is a pretty, uh, is a pretty good, pretty good lead. In. Um for those that don't know, um, I, is it, uh, just trying to think. Um name the, the writer for that game is, uh, is John Harper. Um, yes. Who, who I'm, I'm. Trying to uh, trying to, to coordinate with him to get him on the show. It seems whenever he's busy, I'm busy, and and, and vice versa. But so watch, watch out for that coming up in the next uh, next few episodes. Hopefully, I'll get uh, I'll get John on the show. But I think that Lady I mean I know that Lady Blackbird is or at least it was um is free to to print to PDF. He still is, so yeah. I think it is. it one one seven designs, right? One seven yes. designs. I think it's called yeah. O n e s e v e n d e s i g n s. Uh, I think .com, maybe even 17designs.com. Um, but if you look up John Harper, Lady Blackbird, you'll be able to to find that. But um, those types of games, I think, are a good sort of good sort of lead. in and uh, when I was in and, and that sort of um, in quick rapid fire at a, at a convention, I did the same sort of thing with um, with with Faith when I was when I first published it. I took it to the the Calgary um, the Calgary Comic Convention. And yeah, so I did grabbing grabbing people going by and trying to show them what a role playing game is as, as quickly as possible. And that was one of the things about Faith was to um, it's supposed to be a game that people can just sort of pick up and 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 play without any um, without any sort of background in, in role playing. So for the most part, you know that that worked out okay. But but did you gather an audience when you were playing Lady Blackbird? Uh, yeah, we had some people coming around
1: wondering what's going on, and we we did a recording too. So. Uh... Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really tough because it was so noisy. So
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, I was going to say it was nice to have the idea of recording, but I suspect that there was so much background noise it was it was virtually impossible to sort of make out the main players speaking, as opposed to somebody talking. You know, but where where are you going now, honey? I'm going to go to the, the booth for uh, candles, and I'm I'm at the at the the Renaissance clothing uh, booth. We'll meet for poutine later on, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we got a lot of that in
1: there too right. uh so we got like per- personal lives de- life decisions all mixed in with the uh with the discussions. Nice. discussion so. right, yeah. um yeah so it didn't work out too well but we got got it anyways uh, i tried editing as much as i could but hey it's it's still honorable somewhat i think right. but uh i i tend just to close my eyes and forget about that one so
0: right, okay. <laughs> what, what episode is just in case people want to listen to that what episode is there jason uh, good question. I don't know. I'll have a rummage. let you have a rummage through there. Um so <clears throat> have you uh have you changed in your um in your sort of feelings about what your favorite favorite game is? Like ha- what sort of things you've been playing have informed, you know, what you prefer? Because you said you've changed quite a bit in terms of your outlook um and that you'll allow people to play anything now, but um, Has that, that changed in in hindsight? You know your your favorite games or? Uh, yeah, I would say I don't I do remember what my favorite game was before.
1: Me was a Mouse Guard. I, I, I don't
0: I don't remember either. I, I don't I, remember.
1: I, once I've entered
0: uh, the, out in the world, I generally don't go back to them unless I'm I'm. Uh, There's something in particular that the person brought up I want to check into. Uh, but uh, yeah, I hmm, like
1: I am I'm, I'm kind of digging uh, a torchbearer at the moment. Uh, right. I just like it because it reminds me of Dungeons and Dragons, but isn't. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, see what else. Uh, you know, I, it, for a game that I thought I would like a lot, uh, uh, Apocalypse World, I I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just not for me. But I I I like all the Apocalypse World hacks that came out of it. Right. Uh, for some reason, I isn't. I, I just can't uh, sit down and play Apocalypse World without uh, feeling like I'm missing something. But
0: uh, right.
1: um, let's see. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I For the most part, I think Torchbearer would be
0: probably one of my favorite right now. Uh, and it used to be Burning Wheel, so... Um, right, yeah. I know you are you were previously a big Burning Wheel wheel fan. Um, just mentioning, like, going back to Dungeons and & Dragons and, and so forth, do you... Uh, what have you heard or, or what are your feelings about uh, the next version of Dungeons & Dragons coming out. Minus ten is coming out in August or, or something.
1: Oh, do you need next? Um, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever,
0: yeah. Oh,
1: it's fine. Um, I yeah, have you done it. much research into it at all? I've I've, I've read into it a little bit. Um, you were, were you one of the playtest groups at all? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually uh, play the game yet. <laughs> but, I mean, right. it's not that I wouldn't, right? Sure. Um, you know, I... A pet peeve of mine is uh the edition wars uh that that goes on on the forums all the time and uh to me it's almost like somebody talking about apple computers so uh right. being like kind of like a technician background uh where every you know you're arguing about the same thing um <laughs> and one is slightly better than another and and to me it's just like why like if you can pick it up and play it then it's fun right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that's that's uh, strange coming from a system matters man.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, sure. You know, um, and the, the truth is, system does matter for me. Uh, but um, it's it's like this, right? Uh, I play the games because I enjoy the way that the games work and the rules work for for, for me. Uh, but I could totally see where, yeah, I could totally see where I would get frustrated. Like, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. right like I don't sit down and play d d uh, three point five uh, as much anymore if you might see nervous as well play Pathfinder or something like that but it's because yeah I don't like it <laughs> right but, it's not but, for me mm, uh mm. but I can sit down and and, and play for hours with uh, like another weird game that people think is strange yeah I'd sure. be like cool man that's awesome right, right so right. yeah totally I know
0: it's a bit hypocritical to what I used to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just not putting you on the spot there, uh Jason, but please explain yourself. People, uh, people, demand, people demand consistency. <laughs> I demand consistency
1: from my guests. I know, right? I uh, if I didn't come out with a with the D and D shirt on, uh, which by the way I do, maybe you can I don't no, know I if you'd see I, it. But... Yeah, just a little bit you're a little uh... bit too low.
0: You can't expose yourself on the camera, but you're a little bit too low there. It just looks like some sort of weird guy like I happened to stumble across uh, on on a chat roulette or something that some guy went <laughs> – <laughs> Jason, Jason appears in chat roulette. like You go to chat relate, you'll find him there. He's already all front page. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, you can say, just a random guest or Jason King, you can click Jason King and Jason gets on there and exposes himself. <laughs> well, exposes hey, D&D shirt anyway. This
1: is the second episode I'm allowed to do so. <laughs> this is the second time I've been on your show. First time I made, there was no, there was no video so nobody could see anything. So <laughs>
0: Uh, Alrighty, yeah. so um, have you thought about three other people you want to uh, play with? You're just going to go with uh, just with Vin Diesel. Uh,
1: I just basically said Vin Diesel and the other group, right? So like, uh, like the the other podcasters. Oh, uh, okay. you, you, want know, you know thinking, You know what I would like to do. All right, this is to everybody out there that, that that's a podcaster, including I suppose to you, uh, Daniel. Um <laughs> well, we <should> <laughs> very
0: much nice if you'd include me in that group of podcasters, <laughs> there, Jason. I oh, know I'm. I'm really just you know. <laughs> Of course. it's very, it's very it's generous of you to include. You
1: there. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Um, and, but, uh, I think we should all just, uh, combine our powers and, yeah. uh, sit down and have a game of something and uh, record it and see, maybe That's we'll right. have a fan fiction written of us. Who knows? Right. I don't know.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well that, yeah. I mean, if you, you want to set it up, Jason, uh, you can, you can count me in. Um, yeah. you've been good to the show with your, your time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. So if you want to set that up, you may find, um, Pete Figtree. Um, Ruthless diastomer. Um he'd probably be into something like that. I can't speak for anybody else, but uh, <laughs> sure. so Pete's a good guy, so you can you can try him. Um, you try him for that. Yeah, of um, course. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't have any other questions for you there, Jason. If you've got any sort of more, uh, if you've got any more, um, got any questions uh, for the um, rolling intentions portion of the show, then go i don't have anything pre-prepared
1: uh, but um i i do have a, a question regarding the faith, uh, the faith sure. uh, system itself right. um i kind of browsed over it and sadly i didn't have enough time to actually read it all uh but it seems like it's very scene-based
0: yeah absolutely yeah that that's the um yeah that's the the way it's set up to to start with that um is that the question like is the is why, yeah, like... why i chose that
1: yeah like uh, i i played some other games like that um right. Where it's it's very very scene oriented uh gray ranks was sure kind of yep. like that right yep. uh so so why don't you go with that kind of uh um, i guess mechanic or or right. um
0: be the the because the whole thing about um about faith well, faith grew out of um out of con out of convention play um so a lot of the times it's nice to be super flexible and and get things started but you don't always know who you're going to get signing up for your for your group now if you're going to a relatively small convention and you can be fairly certain of the type of people that are going to be attracted to that convention so for example if you were to go to um uh, my favorite con big bad con in uh in uh, oakland california um then you know the type of people that are attracted to that um uh, to that convention now that's not to say that um, that other people are not welcome, but you know it's known to attract um, people that have that like story type games, and the guests they get um, are primarily people who run those types of games. So that sort of flavors the, the the con I mean, there's Pathfinder to play there and that sort of thing as well. But you can be reasonably sure that people sitting down are going to be comfortable with the sort of give and take that you might find in a in a story or a character driven game. You know that that sort of thing. But that's not always the case in a, in a, in a broader um, sort of con context. You, you can never know for sure who's going to sit down. So um, part of my decision to uh, to go with something scene-based came out of, you know, running it 20 years ago where I'd come from, a, I mean, the city that I came from was, was reasonably big. Uh, but uh, the number of people that were role-playing was not super big or at least if There were lots of role players, um, they were sort of hiding out in their own houses, and not coming out. So, I um, so I had to assume that people coming to the game were not going to be um, sort of story gamers, but I mean, I didn't even know what a story gamer was at that time. Mm-hmm. But, but it occurred to me that you know, there might be people that are not terribly familiar with, with role playing. So, one of the main things I wanted to do by having it scene based was I wanted to have a nice structure because it's in my experience, people like boundaries and like borders and like restrictions and if you just say here's a game go play then like well you know what do i what do i what do i do right it's it's like the the uh, i say it probably i'm not sure if i say it on the podcast but the question is you know like how do you eat an elephant you know what one bite at a time so role playing itself is is quite a big idea and so by making into a series of little ideas then it it helps to add some structure to um The actual experience of of role-playing if you set out the parameters this little thing at at the start then then it can give people that are perhaps not so familiar with role-playing some sort of boundaries to work okay so we're doing a scene like i've seen television i've seen movies i know they sort of have a bit of line that sort of story develops a little bit in this spot and then it moves on to to another scene so instead of having to imagine the whole story you know whole cloth right from the very start of exactly what's going to happen by having just these little chunks there it'll people gives people some boundaries and like okay well i can i can muddle my way way through this i can figure out some things that my guy might want to do in this little context so it starts off really really easy and like really simple things people do like describe one element of the town or, or what's something you saw you know as you're wandering around or, or something like that without requiring you know too much in the way of um requiring too much in the way of, of role playing now of course there's plenty of opportunity for people that are familiar with it to um to 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 flesh out those ideas, right? So it it's it uh, my hope is that it appeals to a to a, to a wide audience, people that are into story games, and it gives them some ideas. I, I I say in the in the cover that it was inspired, um, or at least, um, putting it in print was really put in motion by playing a game of uh, Witch, the road to Linda's farm, um, at uh, Big Bad Con a couple of years previously with um. With uh, Jason Morningstar and Sean Nittner and um, Hamish Cameron and Jeremy Tidwell and Sean Fatic, I think and there's one other person who's who well, I'm missing here. And apologies to that person. Um, but um, but yeah, playing that game, I thought, hang on a minute, I've got a game like this, um, and it's sort of you know really, really sort of the scene-based really was a. A nice sort of box to uh, to sort of extract those character motivations and and gives a chance for some role playing in there. So so it's yes, it it's the way it worked for me. Um, so I carried that over into the the print version, but I think also role playing is quite a big idea and by breaking it into little pieces, um, it makes it more accessible to somebody who's perhaps not familiar with role-playing at all.
1: Totally. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the Becoming uh, game was like that, too, where it was very scene-based. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally get it. And it works. So that's awesome. Uh, e- easy to get people in. Uh, it's easy for people to get people in, and honestly, that's that's where that's where we struggle to the most as uh, story uh, gamers in general, is yes. breaking the molds because... Uh, that's, you know, I don't want to bring it up, but the general trend um, that I've been finding is, um, if you talk about role-playing, you automatically assume you're talking with and dragons yes. or pathfinder. Yes. Um, if you go to a forum that says role-playing games, don't mention role-playing games that are not the following, you know, and it'll basically have like. Any you know, a couple play game games we might be there and, and World yep. of Darkness games and, yep. and and Wizard of Coast and whatnot. But these are the games we talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. Only in, and it's it's sad, but um, it's it's games like with scene based kind of games, games yep. that uh, kind of like take your hand and bring you through it that, you know, really gets you gets people out of their mindset of
0: what role playing is, it's a gigantic stack of physics. Yeah, 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 right. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, this and, and people that uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, with. Well, I don't know, you're not you're not saying that there is, but you know, there's nothing wrong with people enjoying that type of thing. But I think that no. there's there's something to be. I mean, it's such a it's such a rich um, sort of pastime. There's so many different ways that you can approach it. That right. um, that I think that there's something to be gained from from all of those, totally. like from all the different ways that people that ways that people do it. And I, I think that probably um it's worthwhile trying something different i mean even if it's not what you would ordinarily play. There's always something to be gained from the gain from the experience that maybe you'll we'll take back to your uh, take back to your to your own game. So right,
1: like now if I sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons, it won't be the same type of Dungeons and Dragons I played before I started playing story games. Yeah, that's right, yep. I, that's because I've changed a little bit, right? Uh, not saying that that would happen to everybody who plays story games, uh, sure. but in the same sense too is that there's a bit of an elitist attitude, which bothers me. I don't care. You, like you can like everybody can enjoy whatever game they want to play and that's awesome right. but you know don't say like your game is crap because it doesn't make millions of dollars because yeah, it's that's right. you yeah. know yeah. whatever it's it's silly
0: yeah um, yeah yeah by yeah by that definition I've wrote two terrible games uh, so <laughs> I think that uh, i think they both they both made their uh, they both made their money back so so in awesome. that respect it's uh, that respect Yay. It's a win. every it's, it's nice every you know like a few times a week I get a little note coming up saying you know like uh payment from up you know or a uh, product sale rpg now or or drive through rpg you know like you have some but that's some awesome though for your, for your game so it's nice to have it nice to have it trickling and i'm not going to be um i can buy myself maybe a happy meal um or buy my daughter a happy <laughs> meal you know a couple of times four times a week or so but um but yeah so it, it it's yeah i think that um you're very you're a very select company if um being a game designer is is your job um and i think that anybody who is a game designer that's for their their job um i'm talking about role-playing games specifically here Anybody who's a role-playing game designer for their job um is probably working on one of those larger um one of those larger games like dungeons and dragons or Pathfinder, maybe some or or the world of darkness but there's a there's a hand i would say a very small handful of people in the world who can say that um that their job is writing you know producing role-playing games Uh, it's
1: it's funny because um the the way that uh, the way that it seems to work is is like this i mean you have uh, a, a big either a kickstarter or a big you know um i guess explosion at the very beginning when a game comes out right right um and even though it may trickle off a little bit later on, like, you, you know, you're not going to make as much as, as your initial launch or whatever. Right, right. Um, it's always like the people who make these games are already thinking about the next game they want to make. Yes. So so it's almost like it's it's a train, right? So, like, once, once the train gets started, it's, it's right. like no stop in sight. And, uh, and I feel like... That's a little bit something that's missing with a lot of traditional games. A lot of traditional games go, well, here's an expansion of the book. Yes, well, right. The game is already created. Yeah, uh, right. We're just adding, you know, basically what you're doing is you're just adding updates. You know, your yeah, downloadable right, content, yeah. DLCs, right? Sure, yeah. Um, that's, that's what I find, right? And I, know, I love the idea of all these different new ideas and just yeah. here's an idea and here's something I can tack on to the idea and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this.
0: <laughs> I, know, I, I think you're right, I, and I know for myself that's certainly true. Like I've got a couple of uh, expansions um, for Victoria that I've sort of uh, I've I haven't fleshed out, but I've got the ideas there. And if the mood strikes me one day, then that's something that I'll pursue. But you know, I've got a I've got another other game um, in development at the moment. I talked about it a couple of times on the on the podcast, and I'm I'm dangerously close to having the, some open playtest documents available for people to. Um, to, to to take away, but you know, like I'm already thinking of the next game, the next game past that, right? And I and and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with fleshing out your 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 um your game, but I think that um you would have to have a I think that the games that have those expansions on the original rule set have very uh, games with very large um very large sort of fan bases, if you like, um, yeah. who are are happy with that model of things, right? Like people that are into Pathfinder are into buying modules or expansions on character classes or, or whatever it might happen to be. That's that that sort of mindset, um, and that's why those are successful. And anything that that brings money into the hobby and gives people the opportunity to to get employment for uh, getting employment in the field, you know, writing modules or expansions or whatever it is doing, then then I'm all, I'm I'm definitely all for like one of my dreams is always to to be able to write role playing games for a living and I'm I'm, I'm halfway there um <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway there uh, so uh yeah so I I mean I'm not opposed to um I'm not opposed to expansions at all and I know that you're not saying that you are but um I yeah I mean I'm all right with with expanding a a, a popular universe people love to to read extra stuff and get extra stuff so yeah, but for myself, I know that that I'm I'm thinking about new ideas rather than expansions on old ideas. But having said that, you know, like I do have a couple of uh, expansions um, in mind for Victoria, but I don't know if the I don't know if I can if I'll ever be able to justify you know producing them in terms of uh, spending my creative time on that as opposed to on on some other idea that that's taken me recently.
1: Yeah, I think it counts because the types of players are different too, right? Um, yes. So I mean, it's it's whoever you're appealing to, and that's and that's good, you know, because somebody needs to have somebody that
0: supports them, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah be, for
1: sure.
0: Right. For so, sure. yeah. All right. So you got any other questions for me, there, Jason? We wrap it up, and uh, and maybe we can check in another day if you get you and your group get a chance to play uh, Faith or do a do a, an actual play of it or whatever. It takes you between two or three hours, I guess. So. Um, if you uh, if you go ahead and, and do that, then then get me on. Or if you, I don't know what your yeah. Uh, well,
1: what we'll do is well, now that I know that the game exists, <laughs> uh, right. what I can do is you How could you not didn't In my advertising I
0: campaigns, I thought they were everywhere. They were on bus and bus stops and on buses. Uh, so you'll find in-flight entertainment on airplanes. You know, I, I know, think usually, that uh, usually you... I think Kanye was holding a copy of my book at the Grammys last week. How could you not have? There you go, Kanye West. There's my fourth. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> Excellent,
1: excellent. So, yeah, but yeah, no totally. I, <laughs> I I I definitely want to run a uh, faith because uh, any game I want to run ever, all games. So, um uh, right. and
0: yeah, uh, we'll probably have you on after we uh we have a game of it. Sure. Yeah, i well, will be, I'll be happy to be on and uh and to um uh, to talk. And I actually have, have questions for him, so that's right, yeah, yeah, awesome <laughs> exactly. <there. laughs> yeah, exactly. so, I mean, you've you've been very generous with your time for the for the show. So anytime you uh, you want to uh, get me on there, and feel free to distribute that the game to your players ahead of time. That's that's not a problem. Um, so uh, yeah, so do you have a sign? Do you have a special sign off, Jason? Um, no. <laughs> so I'd be like Can you just that's say bye. <laughs> rolling tensions, bye. <laughs> this is Jason for Rolling Tensions. Good night. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Um, and that's it for uh, Penny Red. Um, this week. Um, And until next week, keep talking the walk.